hello hello my friends and welcome back to the where you're planted podcast my name is deborah and i am the host of this podcast i am so thrilled excited and grateful to have you here um listening in uh thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to tune in to what i have to say so i think with each um podcast episode i think i want to start with something that i've learned any lessons or learnings from a particular week or couple of weeks that i think is either insightful impactful or just plain interesting so i think i actually learned two things this week and i think i'll start with the light-hearted stuff so i recently learned that um, and this might, I think this is probably just reflective of my ignorance and how much of a bubble I live in. But some countries in the Middle East and some um, in northern parts of Africa actually have their weekends, not a Saturday and Sunday like we do here in the western world. And um, I mean, I'm Nigerian, so even back home in Nigeria weekends were saturday and sunday Um, but some parts of northern africa and middle east uh, have their weekends fall into friday and saturday so a sunday is like the like an actual work day and that is just mind-blowing to me and it just goes to show that um you know it just goes to show how different how differently people in other parts of the world and people from different cultures are living and not that it's anything bad i'm pretty sure it has to do with um uh religion religious edicts and stuff like that but it's just it just goes to show that i think sometimes you might have such a narrow outlook at life and we expect things to be uniform everywhere just because you know the weekend for me is uh friday saturday and sunday or whatever that doesn't mean it's going to be the case for somebody else in a different country um so that's one interesting thing i learned this week and then another thing that i learned which is kind of a sadder note and i and i can't believe i'm participating in what i would consider to be celebrity drama but it has to do with like the chris rock will smith um, altercation at the oscars and i'm not here to pick sides uh, but what i've been seeing on the internet related to that is nobody is talking about how nuanced um, this is everybody just wants to pick one side or the other and you know claim this as like a black and white situation I, I don't think it's black it's neither black nor white it's it's a very gray thing and i'm not condoning violence in any way i think you know slapping somebody on a stage um and a show being televised for millions of people in the world is truly an overreaction and i can't even begin to imagine the embarrassment that chris rock must have felt at that moment i didn't watch the oscars i only heard about this on social media but apparently he handled it pretty well and kudos to him and yeah i I definitely feel like it was an overreaction but at the same time i understand um 
the anger and maybe pent up frustration Will Smith must have been uh, feeling. That might have just been the, the straw that broke the goddamn camel's back. <laughs> um, and I just think, you know, making fun about making fun of people's appearances, um, no matter how innocent they might seem, or, you know, people are like, yeah, it's comedy, you just suck it up. Like, people make jokes. But it's like, just don't make fun of people's appearances. You never know what somebody is going through in their day to day. And this whole thing just reminded me of um, Chadwick Boseman, um, um, the actor that played Black Panther that passed away in 2020. He had lost so much weight, and people were really truly making fun of him for the amount of weight that he had lost, but then it came out later on that he, this man was really sick and fighting his own personal battles that we just couldn't see. So the point is just ugh, people's appearances should be off limits. Like There are so many other things that I feel like Chris Rock could have probably made jokes about, but anyway, I think what I learned is that as human beings, we tend to just want to categorize things neatly because um, it makes sense to do that, right? And it's a lot less messier. But in in essence, most things are not that easy to categorize. And I was really, really surprised to see that no one was talking about, or very few people was talking about, you know, the the disadvantage of really thinking about it in such black and white terms. But anyway, those are my two learn learnings, lessons <laughs> that I wanted to share. Uh, but in today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about a little bit about food um, and diet and restrictions, body image, and all of that. And I guess now is a great time to put in a trigger warning if you have any sort of history with um, eating disorders, uh, food restrictions, body image issues. Um, I would really encourage you to maybe just click out of this one. I won't be upset. I, I definitely want this to be a safe place for people to come and listen to me talk about whatever it is I want to talk about. And I don't want to be the cause of someone's trigger into something that they're trying to heal from. So if you feel like you're not fully at a point where you can listen to somebody else talk about their own history with food, uh, just click out. <laughs> but that being said, I just wanted to, you know, share. Um, yeah, I feel like food is food and body image, weight loss, weight gain. They're like such a omniscient um, part of our lives and experiences as human beings. Uh, we're always looking at ourselves. We're trying to feel the way our clothes feel in our body food is ever present um in our day-to-day -day lives and it's so important to talk about but i think for me i just wanted to just kind of share it on here again as a good way to document you know where i've been where i am and where i'm going where when it comes to this so yeah so i guess i could just start with a brief background um, with my relationship with food and body image and all of that, um, I've, so from, I've been, what's the word, what's the best word to use here? I guess 
overly preoccupied with my body image for as long as I can remember. Um, I have this vivid memory in my mind where I was hanging out with my mom. We were just looking outside the window, just looking across the street and watching people um, walk across the street. And I told my mom, mom, I want to go on a diet and I think I'm going to start drinking Diet Coke. Because in my, I was probably eight at this point, in my eight-year-old mind, Diet Coke and diet, that's how it worked. And I just remember my mom saying, you know, that's not how it works. I don't remember the rest of that conversation, but that is like my first memory of trying to restrict um, myself in food. But um, for most of my time in junior high school, I remember really being preoccupied by how I looked and what I weighed. Um, and I think it was also at that point I got really exposed to celebrity <laughs> stuff. So like I watched a lot of E, <laughs> like that channel on, if you're Nigerian, you probably know DSTV. E, that was that E channel and that was E News. So I got to see like a glimpse of Hollywood mania in a sense and people being obsessed with their bodies and the need to look a certain way and present a certain way in order to be considered desirable. So, um, yeah, so all through junior high school, so it was like probably two and a half years, three years, I was really concerned about the way like I thought I looked too chubby. I didn't like I was chubby, I thought I was too short, I wanted to be really tall, um, but really my my journey, uh, downhill journey with food and body image and weight loss started well, when I was probably 13. Um, if you're Nigerian, you probably are aware that you do like this junior school exam, um, I think it's called JSCE or something like that, and after that you get like a three month break um before you start like senior year like your first year of senior year and that three-month break was really transformative for me i think physically and also mentally i lost a lot of weight um during those few months and it was not from healthy eating or exercising i would probably eat maybe once one and a half times a day uh, I was severely limited in my calories. I didn't know what calories were then. I just knew I wanted to eat less. And I remember there's this there's this tale, or usually the advice is that if you want to lose weight, you drink a lot of like lime juice. So I would drink a lot of water diluted with you know tons of lime in it, and that replaced my water. So I'm pretty sure my vitamin C. <laughs> account went up during those months um but yeah that was my concoction just lime diluted lime juice and barely eating enough calories so yeah i lost the weight and <laughs> i wish i could say that i felt good about my body but i don't think i ever did because i was so preoccupied with not gaining any weight maintaining that weight and even at times losing more weight um and and of course with that that uh, came a very very disordered pattern of eating i never actually got diagnosed with anorexia or any eating disorder of the sort but looking back um, my preoccupation with food and having food rules were 
you know quite severe they at some point they really really limited how well i could live my life um so yeah so that was like age 13 and this um relationship with food and fear really fear of food went on for several years i mean um it waned at certain points because i guess i started to loosen my restriction with food but not fully like food still had it's funny because i thought i had control over the food i ate but it really did have a control over me um so while i did loosen some restrictions i was still held down by this fear of you know being careful about what i ate because i didn't want to gain weight and my clothes fit in tighter or whatever the case may be but anyway um i yeah so that went on for a number of years like all through my teens i feel like i lost like a significant part of like my quality of life from that point until early in my 20s where i was just afraid of food and i was so obsessed with the way i looked um and my body and what people thought about my body not that that's changed too much i'll get into that later but it did take away a lot from me unfortunately but that's just the reality is it not um anyway and yeah so so yeah so from 13 till i want to say how old am i now i want to say probably about 20 22 maybe 23 even well no or about 22 um along within those years years i dropped you know the food restrictions and the <laughs> lime or lemon juice concoction and i turned to something else um, in that time, I turned to veganism or vegetarianism as a way to limit, to not eat meat, dairy products or eggs or animal byproducts. And I, I told myself at that point that, yeah, I was doing it for the animals and I was doing it for health. And you can't see me now, but I'm saying health in quotations um, as if because um, I equated, <laughs> well, in my mind, I was trying to equate eating meat or animal products as being bad for you, but really... It was just a disguise, a disguised form of restriction. Um, so it was another means to really restrict what was available to me to eat. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that went on for a while still, and um, and then I discovered exercise, and I started to go to the gym and you know really consistently work out, and that has been good for me, but. Um, and I think I got to a point where I just got tired <laughs> of being so afraid of food. And I feel like at a point I was trying, you know, I would, you know, really watch what I was eating, track my foods. Um, but I wasn't losing weight in the way that I wanted to. And now that I think about it, I think it's probably my body's way of responding to all those years of just really, really hurting myself. I mean, 13, 14, 15 years old, 16 years old are such fundamental times in a young girl's life where, you know, you need the calories and the nutrients to really grow 
and nourish your body and I deprived myself of that right so yeah and and so now I feel like the struggles that I'm encountering with weight loss really <laughs> are just my body's way of saying we're gonna hold on to this fat or weight or whatever because we know what you did we remember what you did all those years ago I don't think that holds any water, but that's just sometimes how I feel about it. Um, but a few years ago, like maybe like a couple years ago, I sort of just got tired <laughs> of being so afraid of food, not being able to go out and have like a nice dinner with friends or family just because I was scared of eating. <laughs> um, and I think at that point, I unconsciously or subconsciously um just stopped um decided to just stop um stop tracking my foods so seriously stop with the labeling so i don't call myself vegan anymore i might call myself plant-based once in a while but stop with the labeling stop with the restrictions and try to not be so afraid of food so i guess i really began an intentional healing process with um, my food with like the way I eat and you know the way I, I see food you know food is not something to be afraid of food is is life it's fuel it's it's life source it's energy given um, and that's the way food should be and I mean, obviously, there are some things that you want to indulge in just for like your soul, like your soul foods, like those like comfort foods that just remind you of home or remind you of a specific point in your life or remind you of a particular person. Those are good to enjoy as well. But it's like just know the intention behind them. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I've so right now I I. I think I'm continually, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like I'm on a perpetual journey of weight loss. Um, but now it's sort of shifted. In the past, I was on a weight loss journey because I was really hyper-focused on what I looked like and my body image. I wanted to have abs. I wanted to be slim and I wanted to have sculpted shoulders and all of those things that I thought made a woman desirable and I don't blame myself for wanting those things I mean at that point in my life I didn't know better um I thought that that was I, I felt like that was something I wanted to strive for and I, I that's legitimately what I wanted um I didn't know better I was working with the information and the mental state and emotional state that, that, that I was in at that point and so to judge myself for wanting to look that way for those reasons is absolutely foolish and I'm not going to do that but right now I definitely still am on a weight loss journey although I don't want to call it that anymore I think I just hate that term right now but but I, I'm on it for completely different reasons now I want to you know, lose the weight that I've gained over the years from, you know, grief, from, I don't know, I feel like my body finally catching up to me. I, I want to get to a point where I'm, I'm healthy, not just, you know, 
inside me, I want to look healthy. Um, and so that's like a values thing for me right now. A, a big, really big personal value is living a lifestyle that is healthy um, so that I can live long. <laughs> and I say it is because I've ha- I have I've seen family members just lose themselves and lose their lives from just poor health and I don't want that to be me and so if there are things that I can do right now to mitigate that I'm happy to do them and so I think now I'm reaching a point where I'm shifting the way I see my body like I I'm so appreciative of the way my body is now yeah I have some some folds some fat (laughs) um my clothes don't fit the way they used to but i just accept my body the way it is now sometimes i'm in awe of the folds and the extra fat or the stretch marks or whatever because you know what my body is doing so much for me my body is digesting food um it's 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 the home for my essence, for my soul. Um, I mean, I it's it's working as well as it should, and I'm entirely grateful for that. And I just, I, I just, I'm I'm grateful that I'm having that mindset shift about how I see my body. And this is not to say I don't have days where where I'm just like, oh my god, what is going on? I feel like a whale. And that is usually when it's that time of the month, which for me is unfailingly two weeks out of four weeks of the month. And I just feel like a different person. And it's really hard to speak kindly to myself um, in those two weeks. But I try. I try. I think think it's because I I know that I'm not going to feel the way I feel forever. But in those moments, um, upholding a positive body image can be really difficult um so that's where i'm at right now i mean i am i I, i'm definitely not as afraid of food of certain foods as i as i used to be um i let myself eat um whatever i want as long as you know it's healthy for me um and i sprinkle in a little bit of junk food here and there because balance is what we're about um but that being said, I mean, I've recognized that I really do have a problem with sugar <laughs> and like desserts and stuff. So I'm doing this thing and I learned it from a book I'm currently reading. It's called, um, I don't remember what it's called right now, but it's really just about um, a form of therapy. It's called acceptance and um, commitment therapy. And it just really teaches you how to be psychologically flexible. And one of the things that um, it recommended is just doing something or practicing a habit um, that aligns with your values just because. So doing a certain habit, not because it's related to your values um, or it's a, it's a values-based habit, but you're just doing it just because. Um, and for me, I sort of, um, I'm, I guess, committing myself to not eating processed sugar just because so i'm starting with a week i've done the first week successfully and now i'm going to recommit to another week of not eating processed sugars 
processed desserts and stuff just cuz <laughs> and just go with that and I mean there are some days or some days in the week where it was truly difficult because I realized that sugar is like excuse me so like desserts and stuff are like comfort food for me and so at the end of the day when I've had a long work day I just I want to finish off my night with that and it's been really hard to do that so I'm still figuring out you know things that I can do to replace that that habit um so yeah yeah so that's where I'm at right now um I think this is this is still a long process in the making like I said there's some days where I really really feel down about my body and like I've failed myself in a way um but other days I'm just learning to accept my body the way it is and I have faith that I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to keep eating well and exercising, which is another thing. I didn't talk, I'm not talking about exercise in this video, but exercising and figuring out exercise routines, which for me, I think I have nailed down to a lot of cardio and weightlifting, like resistance training. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to take it day by day, moment by moment, really, which is what the theme of this podcast is I don't want to stress or sweat the small stuff. I want to continue, you know, talking to myself kindly in the moment. And that requires being mindful of my self-talk to myself so I can catch when Patricia, which is <laughs> the voice uh, or the name that I've given to that voice in my head that can be super judgmental, that, um, that you know, that judge, that inner judge, that inner critic. So sometimes when Patricia wants to go on and on and on, I have to be in the moment and tell her to shut the F up. <laughs> Kindly, politely. I'm never rude to Patricia. I try not to be. Um, so yeah, it's a moment by moment thing. And it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But whatever the case, I'm promising really to treat myself kindly to take care of myself, to eat well, and just honor this vessel that I'm in that's supposed to take me to amazing and great places. But that is everything that I have to share for today's podcast episode. I hope you have enjoyed listening. It's definitely a longer one. I didn't think it was going to be this long. I think um, sharing like the lessons learned a bit kind of elongated it a little bit, but that's okay. Um, I hope you've enjoyed listening. If um, you did, don't forget to rate the podcast um, and I think subscribe to the podcast. And you can follow me on my personal Instagram and the podcast Instagram. I would love to be able to connect with you offline or off the podcast if you wish. But that is all for today. Thank you all so much. And I will talk to you next time in another episode. Bye.